you know, you want to be able to live out your life in your own home. So, what does it take to make sure that your home is age-friendly? Aging options, how can we help? I'm calling with a question about Medicaid. It's time to know your options and master your future. So, I'm looking for some advice, things to consider about retirement community. My life, my plan, my way. He wanted us to roll his 401k in to an IRA, and we wondered if that was wise. LifePoint Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Rajiv has one of the most innovative elder law practices in the country. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. He has significant assets, and I'm just wondering how those assets can be protected. Know your options. There just didn't seem to be a thing that I mentioned that you didn't already know. Aging options is not a law firm, but Rajiv is a lawyer. You should not reveal things you wish to keep confidential in this public setting. This program offers only general advice. Having your questions answered does not create an attorney-client relationship. Contact your attorney or other professional to discuss your unique needs before taking any action related to the subjects discussed in this program. Now, here is nationally recognized retirement planning authority and host of the national public television program, Master Your Future, Rajiv Nagayach. And welcome to another edition of Aging Options on this Saturday, April 10th of 21. You know you want to be able to live out your life in your own home, but how do you tell whether your home is ready to accommodate that request? Um palliative care we've heard about a lot about palliative care if it is so effective then why is it so rarely used why is it so difficult for people to be able to access palliative care Um, the three most common regrets people express as they approach end of life and will social security be enough as you walk and wade into retirement These are the stories you're going to find on agingoptions.com. And each week we go to the web, we peruse the web and take see what stories are are there in the blogosphere, if you will, and which ones would be the most pertinent for you to be paying attention to. There's so much noise out there, and it's easy to get lost in the noise. Every story seems to be interesting, have some twist. We make it our business to make sure that we can... Do the we can be your filter and bring the most important stories so that as you age, the mission in aging has to be that we want to succeed, not fail in retirement, and that's what we at Aging Options do. So if you go to agingoptions.com, these are the four stories you're going to find this week, and we will talk about each one of these stories. But as we are going through the show, these stories are probably less important than what you have on your mind. If you have any questions about how you're planning your retirement, this is the place to call. You can call 1-800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. And we'll be sure to give you the answer that may be eluding you. And if we don't have the answer, we will be sure to find it for you and point you in the right direction. Do what thousands of people in the Seattle area have done. They have rejected the notion of traditional planning. Look, traditional planning is a recipe 
that you walk around with a 70% chance of failure in retirement. And for 20 years now, Aging Options has made his mission to spotlight and highlight why it happens and what you need to do differently. And over these 20 years, thousands, not just hundreds or a few people, thousands of people have made it their mission to plan differently so they can ensure that they succeed, not fail in retirement. Are you one of them? Have you been thinking about doing some planning a little bit differently? You have questions about how to go about planning differently? Well, this is the place where you can get all those answers. And the answers are going to be refreshingly honest and direct to you. The problem that we get when we are looking for answers is when you go to the industry, the industry has over the years developed formulaic answers to give to the consumer. The problem with those formulaic answers is this. The industry makes its living by providing answers that serves the needs of the industry before it serves your needs. It's not that the answers are wrong or bad, but many times what gets missed out is the, are the details that people don't pay attention to, are the impact the decisions will have on other aspects of your life. And so when you don't get the whole picture, when you're getting the answers from an industry that's looking out primarily for that industry, and not coordinating its work with the other people that you have to work with in retirement, then you end up with a Swiss cheese retirement plan, which is full of gaps and holes. And it's not the planning necessarily that's bad. It's the gaps and the holes that people do not fill that make it so that as you're traveling this path where you drop through their cracks, through the holes, and you fail in retirement. And there's a 70% chance that that'll happen to you. So if you have any questions, again, the phone lines are open today, 800-465-8770. That's 1-800-465-8770. So let's get to the stories that we have this week on our, uh, on, our on, the, on the blog, on agingoptions.com. And you can always go. These are free stories. You can go to agingoptions.com. There is a plethora of information that can help you answer. Maybe it'll even point you to questions you're not even asking. You can get all that for free on agingoptions.com. So head over there if you haven't ever checked it out. So the four stories that we have, the first one that we have is we know that most of us want to be able to live out our lives in our own home all the way to the end. We know that. And this story is coming to us from, um, uh, th this story is coming to us from Nerd Wallet. And they recognize that. And Tony, as always, he does a great job of pulling all these pieces together. He is pointing to an AARP study that comes out that says, yeah, 90% of Americans want to be able to live out their life in their own home. And we all know that one of the key ingredients, not the only ingredient, but one of the key ingredients in allowing you to be able to live out your life in your own home will be to make sure that your home indeed is age-friendly. And the finding that you have in this study, when you take a look at the study, the findings are that there are less than 10% or about 10% of all American homes can be honestly considered to be age-friendly. What does that mean? That 90% of the homes are homes in which if you are aging and you start experiencing functional incapacity, you will not find it easy to navigate that house or to be able to live out your life in that particular house. These are 90% of the homes in America 
are not going to do that. And so when you go to the article itself, it says very few U.S. phones are ready for aging in place. Um, uh, and, and, and the column that is, again, in, in Nerd Wallet, it does a reasonably good job of addressing this important housing issue. And it says, many people want to remain in their home after they retire rather than move to a senior living facility or community. And who would after this COVID debacle that has happened? She states, unfortunately, most homes aren't set up to help us age uh, uh, safely or affordably. And the U.S. Census Bureau pushes out a 25-page study. Uh, it's titled uh, Old Housing, New Needs. Are U.S. homes ready for an aging population? And the Bureau concludes that only 11%, uh, 11 million housing units, about 10% of the homes, were considered age-friendly, which means that these homes had a step-free entry a bedroom and a full bathroom on the main floor and a bathroom with at least some features designed for accessibility. And then it goes on and on and says basically the oldest, those 85 years or older are even at a greater risk of being able to live out their lives in their own home. Look, I mean, we, we can all agree, can't we, that as we are aging, we want to be able to live out our lives in our own home. That's the easy part to it. The easy part is to say that this is what I want to do. Well, what's your plan? I mean, you got to picture yourself. If you end up falling down, breaking your hip, if you have a stroke, you become paralyzed or somewhat functionally compromised, what will this house look like? And what will it take for you to be able to come back home? Because you end up in the hospital, chances are very ripe that the nurse, the discharged people at the hospital are going to be saying to you, which rehab center do you want to go to? They'll give you a list of five or six rehab centers, and you got to pick from one, one of them. And you probably at that point in time are going to be holding on to the handrails of your bed saying, I don't want to go to the rehab center. I want to go back home. Why? Because this day that you fell down, broke your hip, you had a stroke, you have dementia, you have anything, it's not your finest day in your life, is it? And on this day, the system seems to be saying, Let's put you into a place where you don't know anyone. You have no control over your life. Everyone's going to be telling you what to do. We intuitively at that point in time will know, no, 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 that's not as good a way to approach life. On the day that I am dealing with one of the, on, on probably one of the days that I am dealing with one of the worst days in my life, when I fall down, break my hip, have stroke, etc. not your finest day. On that day, I'd much rather have the care come to me. And these are all issues that you need to be looking at. And this article, I think, is a good starting point for you to take a look at. Now, understand what this article doesn't talk about is that even if you have an age-friendly home, right, no-step entry and a bedroom and a bathroom on the main floor and the bathroom is quite readily accessible, you could have all that, and you would still probably not be able to live out your life in your own home if you don't have somebody in your family, somebody in your close network who will be there to make sure that when you're trying to have people come to your house, these people actually show up. Don't take advantage of you. Don't leave you neglected. You are going to need to have somebody dependable in close enough geographic proximity so they can easily come and keep an eye on whatever your needs are. So it does take. And then the good news in all of this is there's a lot that can be done to make sure that you're able to live out your life in your own home. That's the first story that we have. Another story that absolutely is, I think, an insanely important story for you to be paying attention to. You have all heard about, and most of us have heard about, something called palliative care, right? I mean, in the in the good old days, there used to be hospice care we used to talk about. So what was hospice care? 
Well, it was clear that if I ended up in the hospital, the doctor said, Rajiv, I got good news and bad news for you. Good news is you live. Bad news, not more than six months. As soon as somebody in the doctor in the hospital would say, you've got less than six months to live, then they have given me the diagnosis of being terminally ill. And if I am found to be terminally ill, then the next issue that they're going to talk to me about is then how would you like to spend the last six months of your life in your own home? Of course I would. I mean, who would not? And they'll pull together a multidisciplinary medical team headed by an occupational therapist, physical therapist, social worker, somebody. Go to Rajiv's house, take a look. What will it take for him to go back home? I mean, it's possible. You can actually go back home. We know that. And they'll send somebody to the house and identify, oh, he, he needs a hospital bed, a respirator, grab bar, safety equipment, make it all happen. And don't stop there. Send a nurse to administer medication. Send a uh, bath aid to attend to his hygiene needs. Uh, give every family member an 800 number. They can call at 2 in the morning, 2 o'clock at night. They're not left alone to fend for themselves. There's always going to be help. And make sure that there's a counselor who can counsel this family through this pretty difficult time. All of a sudden, we can make it happen. But one of the prices that you end up paying when you go on hospice is you can no longer want to try and get better. So whatever that illness is, the treatment is to keep you comfortable, not to get you better from that illness. Well, over the years, that concept basically proved that we know what it takes to keep people at home. So then that evolved into palliative care. Palliative care was what? Palliative care was when people want to try and get better. They don't want to just go home to die. They want to try and get better. We knew what we learned from the hospice system was that an interdisciplinary or a multidisciplinary medical team holds the keys to a lot of the ails that plague the medical community. You put together a pharmacist, a geriatric care physician, an orthopedic surgeon, all these people sitting talking together, and couple them with the, the, the nurses and social workers. All of a sudden, you can hold the family's hand, and you can show them what needs to be done to, for, for their loved one to live a better quality of life. And if they want to stay at home, they should be able to stay at home. And palliative care then emerged, and it's out there. A few of you may have experienced palliative care. But the reality is majority of us will never be offered palliative care. Why? And this article, it breaks it, and I'm glad it's not Rajiv talking this time. This article is written by two physicians. And these physicians are basically making a real clear point to the whole thing that the reason why you're not going to be offered or will not probably have access to palliative care as easily, there are two reasons for that. Number one, it is very expensive for hospitals to train and come up with a team of people who can offer palliative care because it's a team you need to pull together, and that is expensive. And But the real story of this one is not that it is only expensive. I mean, the hospitals don't mind investing money. It doesn't matter. They'll, they'll invest insane amount of money in machines like you know CT scans and, and, and uh, MRI uh, uh, scanners and all these things that they have. I mean, they'll spend the money as long as they can make money from the whole thing. The problem with palliative care, this article points out, is that palliative care is designed to help get you better. And when you're better, you're no longer going to be using the hospital services, the medical services that make the medical industry money. So even though you have all these opportunities to have palliative care, you are probably not going to see palliative care offered to you easily. 
great story. You do need to take a look at it. When we come back, I want to talk to you. How can you actually force the system to give you palliative care if you do desire palliative care? Well, there goes the music. That means we need to slip out for our first break. Uh, the phone lines, by the way, are open. If you want to give us a call, 1-800-465-8770. 1-800-465-8770. If any of these stories kind of uh, get something going uh, in your mind, you have questions, give us a call. We will take a short break and we'll be back to continue this discussion. It's an uncomfortable fact that by age 85, more than half of us will struggle with some form of dementia. The families dealing with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and other serious conditions will face a financial crisis that traditional retirement planning does not address. Learn how to protect your assets and protect your quality of life at a comprehensive life planning class hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney and retirement planning visionary Rajiv Nagayach. Join Rajiv Nagayach for a no-obligation, safe, limited-in-person class in Federal Way, Saturday, April 17th or in Olympia, Saturday the 24th. If you prefer an online class, there is one on Tuesday, April 20th and 22nd. Bring your questions and get your answers. To find out more and make reservations, join Rajiv for one of these free no-obligation classes at lifepointlaw.com or by calling 253-838-3454. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law, located at 319-196 Avenue South, Suite A100, Federal Way, Washington, 980. Does someone you love need care in the home? An elderly parent or relative? A spouse dealing with a long-term illness? Maybe a family member facing a disability? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. Whether you need help on a full-time basis or just a few hours a week, our trained and experienced caregivers are matched to meet your needs. We can even help with access to on-call physician support along with in-home care. Why not let our family take care of yours? HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006, 253-564-1006, or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement with life planning coach Rajiv Nagayach. And welcome back to Aging Options. This is Elder Law Attorney Rajiv Nagayach demystifying the reasons why so many people fail in retirement. All our passion, all our mission is to recognize that we all, doesn't matter how much we say we don't want to grow old, the reality is we all want to live a long, healthy, prosperous life. And as we have those hopes and goals, the thing that disrupts 70% of us is that as we are growing old, there's a very high likelihood that we end up either falling ill and ending up in institutional care, becoming a burden on our loved ones, or spending or losing some of our assets to uncovered long-term care and medical expenses. And this happens not because we don't do the planning. This happens despite the fact that we do a lot of planning. The problem is in the planning, and Aging Options is totally committed to unveil 
and make transparent the reasons why traditional planning fails so many people and to empower you by giving you all sorts of information, how you can plan your life differently for much better and different outcomes. And to that end, you know, we've got in the, in the break, I think the announcer, there was an announcement made that there are some classes that are coming up. And I've been absolutely committed for 20 years to go ahead and bring classes to the people who will give us an opportunity to show you how and why you need to do planning differently. And if you're interested in making sure that you succeed, not fail in retirement, you've got four opportunities coming up. So on Saturday, April 17th, and Saturday, April 24th, two dates, we are back to the same. Well, I cannot tell you, today the sun is out. It's a gorgeous day in Puget Sound. What makes it particularly gorgeous to me is that the pandemic now seems to be lifting. More and more people seem to be getting vaccinated. And yes, we can actually go back and start doing the live seminars, which were so much in high demand. Many of you have been calling over the months saying, when are we going to go back and do the live events? Many of you don't want to do the online events. And if that's you, you've got two opportunities coming up this month, April 17th at 1 o'clock in Federal Way and April 24th at 1 o'clock in Olympia. All you need to do is to go to lifepointlaw.com. Let's go to lifepointlaw.com. And right on the main page, you can register for one of these two seminars. You can go to lifepointlaw.com and you can register. These are live uh, live classes that we're going to do. You'll come in person, socially distance. We're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that everyone is going to be safe. But if, if you have been vaccinated and two weeks have gone by on your vaccination, this is a great time to do it. Look, we've lost one full year in our planning cycle. And a lot has happened in that year. You don't want to let another day go by without it. And if you have not been vaccinated, you're not sure whether this is the time to attend live events. We continue to hold online events, as most of them. These are specific classes. They're all taught live. So you can come to the, to the event, and there'll be a live event that will happen. They'll have moderators. You can get your questions answered, etc. But these are two more events on April 20th at 6 o'clock this Tuesday and on Thursday, April 22nd and 6 o'clock. Look, you need to take responsibility for your own success. Don't expect the industries, the financial industry, or the legal industry, the health or the housing industries to assure you and give you the secret sauce to succeed. You have it within you to plan your own success. And by the same token, you have it in you to plan your own failure. The question is not going to be not planning is also a plan, and you don't want to go down that road. So uh, Saturday, April 17th, and Saturday, April 24th, live classes and April 20th and April 22nd online classes, whatever your pleasure, you do need to take the first step, and I would strongly encourage you to do that, and we will show you why traditional planning fails, what you need to do to do something differently. And, oh, before I, I uh, go too far, I, I forgot all about it. On this show, we've been talking about a pretty unique feature called What Year Was It? And and so let me talk to Tarek, our board op, our esteemed board op there, Tarek, let's see if you will be playing along with us in this one and guess what year was it when the average cost of the new car in America was $2,200. Uh, uh, Alaska and Hawaii became our 49th and 50th states. The Boeing 707 came into service, and this was the most popular song of that year. Such Oh, the shark, baby, has such teeth, dear. 
And it shows them. Oh, yeah, you remember this song. White. Oh, yeah. This song was played either in 1957, 58, or 59. And, Tarek, you're going to give us the answer right about at the bottom of the 11 o'clock hour, or the at around 11 o'clock, we will reveal what the answer is. So we want everyone to play along. Do you know the answer, by the way, Tarek? I do actually beforehand I thought that was 2014 but apparently <laughs> apparently not I mean who knew apparently not yeah we'll come back and reveal the answer at around 11 o'clock so if you know the answer and if you don't know the answer don't go peeking in in Google see if you can figure this out for yourself anyway that's just a fun segment let's get back to our stories and by the way the phone lines are open if you have any questions give us a call 800 800- Four six five eight seven seventy. That's one eight hundred four six five eight seven seventy. If you're aging, I know you've got questions. Uh, how do you invest money? Where do you go? How do you pick the right doctor? I want to live my life in my own home. How do I do that? I've got a loved one who's falling apart. How do I deal with their issues? Should I do a will? Should I do a trust? How do I know the difference? Uh, I need a power of attorney. What's the difference between a durable power of attorney, regular power of attorney? Look, these are all issues you're going to be talking about or dealing with in retirement, and I know you've got questions. It's not that you don't. And if you do, now is the time to pick up the call. I mean, you don't have to be shy. You'd be doing yourself and a lot of other people a favor by asking the question. If you have it, thousands of other people are also thinking about it. 800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Right before we took the break, we were talking about if palliative care is so effective, why is it so rarely used? And this is, I think, a, a fantastic article. You do need to take a look at it because you'll at least understand what palliative care is and and why you will want to uh, access palliative care at some time in your future years if you do fall ill. The only problem is you can almost count on it that probably will be very difficult for you to be able to access it. And I promised you before I left that we'd be talking about how do you go about uh, how do you go about making sure that you will have access to palliative care if you want it. And here's something that at Aging Options, if you've heard this show for any number of years, you've been hearing this. The medical system is so complicated that trying to navigate it and, and to overpower the will of an industry, of the healthcare industry by yourself, is not an easy task. There are professionals in the community called geriatric care managers, or just care managers, if you will. Geriatric would connote that they help only older people, while a lot of younger people get into the hospitals and get into the confusing mess or the, the Byzantine empire of the healthcare system. It's a very confusing maze you have to go through. And these care managers or geriatric care managers are there to help you make sure that they can help you navigate through the whole thing. So picture this. I mean, you're sitting in the hospital and you're saying, I want to be able to access palliative care. And somebody in the hospital has taken the opinion that, oh, you don't necessarily need palliative care. It's not available. It's not suitable for you. What do you think your chances are that you'll be able to talk them into doing something that they've already figured out they don't want to do? It'll be an uphill battle. But let's say that instead of you talking to this person, there was another physician talking on your behalf. There's another nurse or nurse practitioner or a social worker saying, no, 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 this person, they, they, you know, they, mind you, these people are qualified professionals in the same medical arena that the hospital staff is working with. And the, this person on the outside is saying, no, I think for these reasons you need to go and offer palliative care. They know the rules that trigger the use of palliative care and they put the hospital on their back to say, if you don't use it, you'll be committing either malpractice or you'll be breaking the law, one of the two. 
Who do you think the hospital will listen to more? You or somebody who can who can be an effective advocate because they have the same credentials as the hospital staff does? Become familiar with this industry called geriatric care management. Is the hidden gem, is the hidden secret. And the and the good news is the the good care managers that we know of, that I know of, they are superbly busy. So it's not that they're not that they are not getting enough business. I think the average good care managers are supremely busy. But even at that, the public has very little understanding about that. So if you really want to get your will, not 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 bent to the will of the medical community, but you you know what you want, you're clear about what you want, you know it's going to help you and you're not able to get somewhere with it, as part of your planning, you should plan on including the services of a care manager when you deal with the healthcare community. Or at least be aware, have the name and the phone number of somebody. And that's what we do at Aging Options. We can help you figure all these things out as part of the planning instead of just slapping a power of attorney together that will say that, you know, when I fall ill, my children will be able to figure it out. Maybe what you need is your power of attorney to be written differently to say, when I fall ill, I want my children to be able to to access the services of a care manager, and which you will select, by the way, and have them make sure that, that I'm able to access my care coming at home. I'm able to access palliative care if that indeed is appropriate for me because you know that the system is not going to give you the help. This is a great article you need to take a look at and then kind of think about it. What do you want to do differently in your life so your life turns out better? Look, the phone lines are open, 1-800-465-8770. If you have any questions, give us a call. And I think that's exactly what we have, Van from Marysville calling. Welcome to the show, Van. What's on your mind? Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I'm interested in finding out, I've lived in the same place for years and years, and a uh, possibility of selling to develop the property that's my personal residence but would turn into a development, and uh, I would incur a tremendous capital gains tax. And I'm trying to figure out if some way of selling without incurring the capital gains tax. And I get a variety of opinions, um, one of which is whether I can do a 1031 exchange or not, but I'm trying to find some mechanism so I don't end up with this big hit. So when did you buy the house? In 1979. And what did you pay for the house back then? Uh, I've got a total over all the years of no more than about seventy-five into it. $75,000. And what's the yes. property value today? What will the, the developers give you? Uh, it's going to be... Upwards of close to a million. Okay, so you clearly have about nine hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in gain. So, are you married or are you single, Van? I've I'm legally separated, and I've paid my estranged wife off her share of the money already. And is her name still on the on the deed on the title? No, nope. Okay, so this is it's only all, in it's your all name. in my name. Okay. So the two things that you may want to do is to you're looking at the IRS code 121. That section 121 gives you an exemption of the first uh, of of having to pay uh, taxes on the gain of the first 121,000 uh, sorry, first $250,000 in gain. So if you've got a $925,000 gain, 
you know that $250,000 would be exempt, you would only be taxed on about $675,000 in the gain. And that'll be at, you know, 15 to 20%, depending on your adjusted gross income. Likely, in your case, if you sell it and you realize all that gain, it'll be 20%. And 20% of $600,000 or $700,000 is a whopping $140,000. This is a lot of money. And for yeah. good reason, you're saying, I don't want to be paying $140,000. So how do I go about doing that? So the way that you go about doing that is... You can either work with the 1031 exchange, and so you can buy a like-valued or, or, or like-situated property, and, and you can invest money in there. So what are you going to do with the money? Are you going to invest it in uh, real estate, or you just want to go ahead and take the money and invest it in the market in financial instruments? Well, if I didn't have to pay, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to avoid capital gains, or I'll just stay right here where I am for the rest of my life. Well, I mean, you don't want to do that either. I mean, you got to yeah, look at the rest of your life. You, you, you want not necessarily to be there to say, I died a millionaire. You want to be able to say, I lived a millionaire. I think that's a better ring to it than, than, than I'm dead as a millionaire and somebody else is going to be then selling the property and, and stuff. And I know as much as you hate to go ahead and pay taxes, I say the bigger goal is live your life so that you can live a long, healthy, prosperous life without the fear of running into a nursing home, becoming a burden, or willy-nilly spending money on taxes. So 1031 would be uh, the way to go about doing it. Now, the good news in 1031 is it doesn't always mean that you have to go and invest in real estate. If you're looking for financial instruments, there's certain REITs you can buy. Real estate uh, trust instruments, right? REITs. Uh, you can you can uh, you can actually uh, invest some of these profits into a REIT, REITs that actually hold that stuff. And I can put you in touch with people who can help you at least explore that if you sold this thing and realize this money, you'd have to invest that entire amount of money into into that REIT. But instead of holding real estate anymore, you'll be holding uh, a financial instrument, an indirect interest in a real estate property. It's absolutely it is doable, and there are people who know how to do that, and I can put you in touch with them. The other thing also I will say this to you is to, you know, take a look at this van from a slightly different vantage point. I mean, you, you bought this house many years ago. You've been living in this house. You're now separated. You're a single person. What do you want to accomplish? How old are you, could I ask? Uh, 74. And what do you want to accomplish the rest of your life? What do you want to do? What would well, make Van happy? Uh, live as cheap as I can, I suppose. And so do you want to leave as much money as you can to your heirs? Is that a significant goal of yours? Uh, that would be a goal. Okay. And you have how many children do you have? Uh, I've got two. Okay. Is it more important for you to live as cheap as you can and leave them as much money? Or is it more important for you so that you can live cheaply, I suppose, but be sure that if you fall ill, you don't end up in a nursing home, that your children don't have to right. become yeah. your unpaid yeah. caregivers and you don't die broke? Yeah. Which is more important to you? Yeah, those are all, well, they're they're kind of co-factors, I suppose, Um in in the long run, like the day you fall ill, they won't be cofactors. They will be the primary factors. Yeah. Today it doesn't make oh, sense, yeah, right? right? Because you're you're quite healthy and you can navigate life the way that you're navigating life. But in the long run, I promise you, here's the one thing that happens. And Doctor Mixon says that, and I love him when he says that. 
They says time and gravity have a way of taming each and every one of us. No matter right. how healthy we are today, most of us are going to see a degradation in our health over time. And when we are no longer functionally independent, money is going to be less important. What will become far more important is to make sure that you have planned your life so that the care will come to you. You don't get put into some nursing home. And if you don't want, if you don't like paying the IRS the money, how would you like to pay the money to some nursing home? Ten to twelve thousand well, dollars a month I've for got, every month I've you're got, living. Uh, yes, I, I have uh, relatives actually that would probably fill that uh, niche. Uh, so uh, there's a possibility of taking uh, any proceeds and going in with them uh, on some kind of plan. Uh, the, now, can you, if you do the uh, 1031 exchange, can you split it between real estate and some other investments, or does it all have to go to real estate? It all has to go to real estate. And 1031, I want, here's what I want you to do. I want you to email me at radio at agingoptions.com, and I'm going to put you in touch with people who will give you all the right answers. I have a good sense. I've got a good theoretical knowledge about how these 1031 exchanges work. But yours is a very special issue. I mean, you probably don't want to buy another parcel of real estate. So your question is, can I put some money in real estate? Can I put some money in a REIT? Uh, and the answer probably is yes, but I cannot be 100% certain. But I will find that answer for you. Just email me at radio at agingoptions.com. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks so much, Van. Thanks for the call. And that leaves a line open, 1-800-465-8770, 1-800-465-8770. I promise you, if you are aging, you're dealing with similar situations as Van is dealing with. Blessed to be owning a parcel of land that he bought way back in 1979 for $75,000, which has now appreciated to about a million plus dollars. And he's looking to sell it. The question is, do I have it in my stomach to pay the government $140,000, which is probably what I will need to end up paying between the excise taxes and between the capital gains taxes if I sell this parcel of land? Or what are the ways that I can actually protect the money? How does a 1031 exchange work? Look, this is just one aspect of retirement planning, right? But as I pointed out to Van, and I challenge him and all of you to also consider, in the long run, I promise you, what will matter more is not how much money you paid in taxes. What will matter more? Were you able to live out your life on your own terms? And we will come back to a story that we have, the three biggest regrets people express as they approach the end of life. Today... You and I are not facing end of life, so we have some bandwidth to be able to plan our lives differently. Music is on. We should take a break. The phone lines are open, 1-800-465-8770. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation the three most common regrets people express and regrets you do not want to end up uh, having to express as you age. We'll be back after this break.
It's an uncomfortable fact that by age 85, more than half of us will struggle with some form of dementia. The families dealing with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and other serious conditions will face a financial crisis that traditional retirement planning simply does not address. Learn how to protect your assets and protect your quality of life at a free and groundbreaking life planning class hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney and retirement planning visionary Rajiv Nagayich. There is no substitute for good planning. It means peace of mind for you and those you love. You've heard him on the radio. You've seen him on TV. Now join Rajiv Nagayich for an upcoming free, no-obligation, safe, limited-in-person class in Federal Way Saturday, April 17th at 1 p.m. or an online class Tuesday, April 20th at 6 p.m. Bring your questions and get your answers. Find out more and make your reservations now and join Rajiv for one of these free, no-obligation classes at LifePointLaw.com or by calling 253-838-3454. That's LifePointLaw.com or call 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law, located at 319-196 Avenue South, Suite A100, Federal Way, Washington, 980-03. Now back to aging options. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. My life, my plan, my way. Know your options. Here is life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Hey, welcome back to Aging Options. And were you able to guess what year was it when the average cost of a new car was $2,200? Alaska and Hawaii became our 49th and 50th states. Boeing 707 came into service, and this turned out to be the most popular song of that year. All right, let's try again, Tarek. This was a shot, baby, has such teeth, and it shows that. You remember the song. You were swinging to the song. You either did that in 1957, oh, yeah. 1958, or 1959. Do you know what year was that? Yeah. yeah. Think about it. I'll give you the answer right close to 11 o'clock, or rather, Tariq will give you the answer right close to 11 o'clock. You were thinking it was what? 2012? Yeah, I had my numbers wrong because I remember when I heard that song that yeah. I was actually at Mel's uh, you know, smoking a cigar, you know, uh, having a milkshake <laughs> with Joe DiMaggio, Elvis Presley, and we were inspired. That's what happened. It's totally what happened. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll see as to what the real year is. It, either it was 57, 58, 59. We'll come back and give you the answer right about, or rather Tariq will give you the answer right about 11 o'clock. Uh, listen, we continue on in this uh, gorgeous uh, Seattle day. Just want to remind you, there are four opportunities coming up. I am so giddy. I absolutely am so giddy announcing that we are going to go back to our live seminars. We did one uh, last month, and we had uh, good success. A few of you showed up, and that it was great for me to be out there. I love just talking to people, looking in the eye, and saying, let me just teach you one thing that you may not know about the retirement issues. Uh, and, and, and if you don't learn anything when you come to the seminar, look me up after the seminar. I'll go buy you lunch. And I'm still waiting for someone to go buy me lunch. That's how powerful this information is. Uh, we've got four seminars coming up. Two of them are going to be live, Saturday the 17th in Federal Way, Saturday the 24th in Olympia. And we've got two online seminars on the 20th and the 22nd at 6 p.m. All you have to do is to go to agingoptions.com. Oh, sorry, let's start again. All you have to do is to go to lifepointlaw.com, lifepointlaw.com, and register right on the main page. You've got the registration page. You can pick the one that you want to go to. If you've been vaccinated, you're just antsy. We are still going to social distance. We are still going to require that you put on a mask. 
So you can't be there, but we, we, we can't be uh, not following whatever the guidelines our governor gives us. Uh, and we want everyone to be safe. So we are going to do socially distance and responsibly we are going to do these seminars. Uh, and you, you can come on Saturday the 17th or Saturday the 24th to either Federal Way or Olympia. Go to lifepointlaw.com and you can register for one of these two seminars. And if you do not want to attend live, you can certainly join us on one of the online seminars uh, on the 20th or the 22nd, and we'll be doing this. This is a world-class education. Look, I mean, you know you want to succeed in retirement. I don't know I don't know of anyone who is willingly saying, hey, as I grow old, I want to end up in a nursing home. And I don't mind being broke. We'll see. That'll be a new adventure. Or I don't mind becoming a burden to our loved ones. I'll probably just move in with one of them. You know, I don't think this is the society that looks forward to doing these types of things. And if it's not you, what's your plan? I mean, can you honestly, can you just ask yourself, can you honestly say that if you end up in the nursing home and the nurse says, which rehab center do you want to go to? You have a plan in place that you'll be able to come back home without your family being totally traumatized or burdened by that issue and without you losing money to a lot of uncovered medical and long-term care expenses. And if you're not 100% certain, yeah, do what you know you need to do is to just make an appointment, go to one of these seminars. Anyway, we were talking about the, th- the four stories uh, this week are if palliative care is so effective, why is it so rarely used? Uh, and, w- and we talked about what you need to do. You, you can have it. This is a great article. Understand at least what palliative care is. What does it take to make your home age-friendly? We know 90% of Americans want to be able to live out their lives in their own home. Newsflash, only 30% of us get to do that. 90% of us want to do it. Only 30% of us get to do it. What's wrong with that picture? Is your home ready? There's a great article, look at that. And the third article that I tease and I want to talk about is the three most common regrets people express as they approach their end of life. So, Tariq, you, the young man in your 20s, I dare say, what are your, when you look back at your life, I mean, do you have any regrets? Do you hold any regrets? Oh, man. So many regrets from middle school. Uh, Just, you know, I mean, (laughs) even though, you know, I am 21 at this point, uh, you know, looking back, obviously, there's things you wish you could have done right. Um, But I think you learn, I mean, in my experience, I've learned from the things that I regret to kind of into the future avoid you know avoid like making those same mistakes again uh but yeah i mean i i don't have a ton of regrets maybe uh not becoming a, a great rock singer like i always dreamed of would be the biggest one <laughs> you know i had i had the ideas i had all the ideas you know well i mean you, you still have lots of time to do it the only issue that you need to kind of think about but this article does a really good job of is she's talking about this article is written by a a hospice nurse actually and she's dealing with a lot of people uh, at end-of-life issues. At 21, you have a few regrets. You are going to live at least uh, <clears throat> at least five times that age, so about, let's say, age 100. And whatever number of regrets you have now, you can multiply them by at least five, if not a mu- multiple much greater than five. Wow. That's something and to look then, forward to. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not look forward to. It's that, you know, we all have hopes as we go along, but few of us really act on them. And the question is, we don't want to live out our lives and on the last few days look back and say, oh, my God, this really sucked, right? And we, we, I wish we had done something a little bit different. So what are the three biggest regrets people say they have when they, when they are dealing with end-of-life issues? And this is what this article is about. Let's go to them. The first regret that they, people say 
uh, that they have, the first biggest regret that they say they have is I did not live uh, my life of dreams, right? We all have dreams. You wanted to be a rock star singer. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Replacement for Phil your... Collins, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So you, you need to live it out in some way, shape, or form. So you don't say that I was not able to do it. In my case, you know, I've always wanted to learn how to fly. And at uh, 59 years of age, closing in on 60 this year, and looking back and saying, boy, that window is becoming smaller and smaller. <laughs> at 21, the window is large. Oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. At 60, the window is smaller and smaller. And you need to go ahead and do that, that sort of stuff. That's the one big regret, that we have dreams. We never went around uh, living our dreams. The second one, the second regret is, I did not share my love. Now, this is, again, you know, Tariq, you may not be able to appreciate that at 21, my friend. But as we grow older and you become a little bit more comfortable in your skin and you have the life experience behind you, what you realize is that in the end, money and material things are going to matter a little bit less than spiritual issues uh, are going to matter. Hmm. Being able to tell people that you love them, being able to be told that you love, being able to express even other things like... Uh, I'm sorry for what I did for you. I'm sorry that I was absent in your life. I was cruel. I was unavailable. You know, all these types of regrets that you have, these things that you look back in life and say, oh, I wish I hadn't ever done that. You need to express it to people, and many people bottle that up. They never get to say it. And when they don't get to say it, those regrets don't make life pleasant towards the latter part of your life. And the third biggest regret is, with this I can totally connect to is I did not forgive. I mean, there's so many people who wrong us. I mean, and, and you, you hear about people, families particularly, estranged families. Nothing could be more traumatic to me, or in, in my mind, nothing could be more traumatic to a parent than having an estranged child in your life. And in yeah. the movie Home Alone, I think it was Home Alone 1, wasn't it, where... Uh, Macaulay Culkin is talking to the neighbor and the neighbor has an estranged son and this young yeah. lad. Do you remember that? I think that is the original one. I, I always yeah. mix up the first and second, but I do think that's the first one, yes. And that's the first one. And this young lad, you know, he's, he's talking to the neighbor and saying, well, pick up the phone, call your son. And so such an innocent scene, right? And then <laughs> yeah. the and the dad is saying, no, 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 wait a minute. How do I know my son will even want to talk to me? Well, how will you know? By picking up the phone and calling. What's the worst that can happen? You stay estranged. What's the best that can happen that opens the door, that softens the pitch? Yeah. Leave your door open. And this is this power of forgiving. And every spiritual scripture that's written, whether it is... Uh, the Bible, whether it is the Bhagavad Gita, whether it is uh, the Quran, whether it is any of these things. I mean, they all have some element of you want to forgive everyone and you want to ask for everyone's forgiveness. That will relieve you a lot. Great article to take a look at. And I think, you know, these are the things that we at Aging Options do a little differently. There's, there's a lot of information that is out there. But these are timely topics. If you're aging, if you're thinking about retirement, if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, this is the time to start looking at that. You don't want to live, look back with regrets. You want to always constantly be looking forward. And when you do look back, you want to be at peace knowing you did everything right. Another article that you want to take a look at. Look, the phone lines are open. If you have any questions, give us a call, 1-800-465-8770. And... Um, Talking about uh, the, the the calls and the phone lines, I think it is time for us to take a final break. And before we go on the break, just a reminder, what year was it when the average car in America was $2,200? Alaska and Hawaii became the 49th and the 50th states. 
Boeing 707 came into service, and this turned out to be the most popular song of this year. Oh, the shark baby has such teeth, dear. Was it 1957? Was it 1958? Or was it 1959? Yeah, it was that long ago. Uh, and if you were living that long, I know you were bopping to that song. You were oh, yeah. swaying to that song. Oh, so many and jukeboxes that were playing that song back in my day. My gosh. Yep, yep, there you are. Oh, yeah. So when we come back, Tariq is going to give you the answer, and we will return right after the break. Phone lines are open. Remember, 800-465-8770. Call us, won't you? It's an uncomfortable fact that by age 85, more than half of us will struggle with some form of dementia. The families dealing with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and other serious conditions will face a financial crisis that traditional retirement planning does not address. Learn how to protect your assets and protect your quality of life at a comprehensive life planning class hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney and retirement planning visionary Rajiv Nagayach. Join Rajiv Nagayach for a no-obligation, safe, limited-in-person class in Federal Way, Saturday, April 17th or in Olympia, Saturday the 24th. If you prefer an online class, there is one on Tuesday, April 20th and 22nd. Bring your questions and get your answers. To find out more and make reservations, join Rajiv for one of these free no-obligation classes at lifepointlaw.com or by calling 253-838-3454. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law, located at 319196 Avenue South, Suite A100, Federal Way, Washington, 980. Safe, independent, living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. With life planning coach Rajiv Nagayach. And welcome back to Aging Options. Do what thousands of people in the Seattle area have done and now what thousands of people nationwide are doing. They're rejecting the notion that a 70% chance of failure is an acceptable proposition. They're rejecting that notion. Are you rejecting it? Are you doing anything about that? Uh, you know that the public broadcast, uh, the PBS show that I taped, Master Your Future, just playing nationwide, and we get calls from all around the country now on a regular basis. This is the missing information that people have been hoping to get, but yet it wasn't available till now. What are you doing about the whole thing? Look, Coming up, there are four seminars coming up. Lucky you, you live in the Puget Sound. 
Uh, we are going to try and continue to, to make this available in Puget Sound, but rapidly we are also plotting to make this thing available. We'll be traveling around the country, given the PBS show and given the demand for the, this type of service. So you don't want to miss out these opportunities. You've got two opportunities. If you've been vaccinated, you cannot wait to get out. You want to go back to the live seminars. You've got two of them coming up, April 17th at 1 o'clock and April 20th at, uh, at 1 o'clock. Uh, on the 17th, Federal Way, 24th in Olympia, go to lifepointlaw.com and register. Take one of the seats. Socially distanced, we'll be safe. You have to be masked, all of that stuff. Hopefully you're vaccinated and you should be coming. We've lost a lot of time in the planning arena. You don't want to lose another day because you don't want to grow old and end up in a nursing home. You don't want to lose money to uncovered medical expenses that could be prevented by proper planning. And you want to make sure that you are not going to become a burden, which about 70% of us are going to become. That's what thousands of people are figuring out. Now, mind you, we have got millions of people in America. Only thousands of people have done it. And this is the starting point. What are you doing about the whole thing? Get education. And if you don't want to go to a live event, go to lifepointlaw.com and find out there are two online events coming up on the 20th and the 22nd, 6 o'clock in the evening. doesn't matter which one you go to. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your family to plant the seeds of success in retirement, and I will show you how to do that. I promise you, you are not going to get this information anywhere else. Uh, the, the reason why we have such a high rate of failure is because we have very little precious original thinking going on. Everyone wants to be taught by somebody else as to what needs to be done. And when somebody ends up uh, falling ill and ending up in the nursing home, nobody wants to take responsibility. The financial planner is saying, well, I did everything. I told you by a long-term care policy. Probably you even have a long-term care policy that's covering the, the nursing home bills. The lawyer is saying, well, I gave you my plan, the wills, trust, powers of attorney. Doctors are saying, I don't know what to do. I saved your life. That's what I do. Housing people said, well, you wanted me to sell you a home. I sold you a home. Nobody is going to give you this information. Do yourself a favor. Get educated, and I will show you how to get properly educated so you can succeed. Uh, we've been talking about this. Uh, what time, uh, what, what year was it? And Tariq, time to go ahead and reveal the year. What year was it when the average cost of the car was Hear this, $2,200. Average Ooh. new car was $2,200. It's a good price. Alaska, yeah, it's a great price. <laughs> Alaska and Hawaii became the 49th and the 50th states. Boeing 707 comes into service, and this was the most popular song of that year. Oh, the shark, baby, has such teeth, dear. So what do you think, Tarek? I mean, you you guessed 2012. Obviously, we're thinking it's certainly not 2012. 2011's what? starting to win me over. Just going to say. 2011 okay. seems, seems like a little earlier, you know? <laughs> <laughs> was it 1957? Was it 1958? Was it 1959? If you chose 57, you were wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow, okay. If you chose 59... Yes, that's the winning answer. It was 1959 when the average cost of the car was $2,200 a year, and Hawaii and Alaska became states of the United States. So we have 50 wow. states in 1959. That's incredible. If you guessed it, congratulations. We'll play this game again next week. I just want to go ahead and wrap up by saying, look, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for giving me this opportunity to come and talk to you about all these issues. Um, Understand that this the work that we end up doing is uh, unparalleled. It, 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 is, it cannot, I promise you, it cannot be touched by anyone else. Uh, the results thousands of people get by doing the planning, 
speak for themselves. The average person is shaking in their boots that I'm going to grow old, uh, fall ill, end up in a nursing home. Thousands of people who've done the planning, they say, I'll fall ill. I'll, I'll, uh, I know that I have a plan that will bring me back home. I will not become a burden on somebody and I will not lose money to uncovered medical long-term care expenses. You can do that too. We'll be back again next week uh, on this same station, same time. We'll be talking about the same issues. Hopefully you will join us. Keep the phone number handy. In the meantime, age on everyone. <laughs>